Hey there, film fans. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. And I'm John, and welcome back to The Love of Cinema, a pod in which we'll challenge one another to discuss movies, both new and old, with a strictly positive critical eye. That's right. And to keep it positive, make sure we don't have any lazy negativity. We've decided to make this episode a drinking game. <laughs> so anytime we say anything <laughs> negative about this film, <laughs> you're going to hear this sound. That sound means we need to take a drink. We hope you drink along with us. So, gentlemen, prepare your shots. Pour yourselves a glass at home. We're going to talk about a movie that has adults acting like kids and not one of them's a senator. <laughs> um, where is... Oh, oh my fucking like Afros. <laughs> Pasting for MacBook Air. No, where is it? There you are, Dave, you dick. All right, people, we're talking about Shazam 2. That's right, Shazam Fury of the Gods, which... Review's not great. It's not. We're, we're a positive podcast. We're going to try to keep it positive here, but that is the news. The news is the reviews are middling at best. Those stuffy 48. reviewers, not yeah. not good. Forty-eight stuffy Metascore counts. in the in the fifties. <laughs> I mean, I know why that needed to be shouted. <laughs> um, this that also this also did not do particularly well at the box office. Uh, we have our hmm. numbers in. We have thirty-one million dollar opening weekend. Which mm, fell yeah. below their projections of thirty-five to thirty-eight, which was low in itself, and the worldwide gross opening weekend of sixty-six million dollars, which is far short of its production budget, let alone marketing. Which the cast, especially Zachary Levi, was very publicly unhappy with the way this was marketed, and I don't think the James Gunn rollout, where he basically was like, "The Flash is what we're working on. This is just we already made this." <laughs> I don't think that helped this mm. film either. I mean, this movie's been finished for a long time. Yeah, talk so, a little bit more about that though, because. Dave? I didn't know that he was upset about that. Oh, yeah. He's been quite vocal about people bagging out the film and stuff like that. Like, there's been a lot of negativity on Twitter because there always is because, you know, people just love Twitter. to poke and try and get a reaction out of someone. Um, yeah, and he's just like, you know, why, why are you shitting all over this? We, we made this. It's like he is proud of it and just, you know, let it, let it be. You don't have to shit all over something. And, like, again, I, I agree with that. You don't understand how hard it is to make these fucking things. True. Did you? Oh, um, I definitely don't. Yeah. Did you? Um, did you? Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. What did you say? You just said something. Wait, I just lost it. Uh, oh, oh. Did you see that the, the AI that they gave a Twitter account to, and they just said like the AI is just fluid and it's just gonna develop a personality. So for 24 hours straight, just went on Twitter and started posting and retweeting things. Within 24 hours, started saying things like Hitler is right. That usually happens. Wow. It got that bad. Like that yeah. has Twitter is so shitty. It can turn an AI into a neo-Nazi in 24 hours. It is designed yeah. to do that. It literally just mm -hmm. goes with the flow. And that's what it did. <laughs> have yeah. you it seen started the one, off by saying like, I love puppies. The, the other one they created recently that uh, is able to pass the bar exam with 90%. 90%. Yeah. It's, it's like, can you, can you imagine the audio recording of that? It'd sound like John on this podcast. It's like, I'd like to represent myself, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> hey, there was a version of uh, ChatGPT in nice, this. It was Dave. just, it was nice. just a, uh, a Harry Potter, a Harry Potter pen was basically ChatGPT in this thing here, right? Yeah. <laughs> All right. We're talking about Shazam 2, Fury of the Gods, people that we got to get into it here. But before we do, we just want to thank you, especially if you're new to the show, please like and subscribe, all of those good things. Um, try to keep it positive. We're going to give you our recommendations of what we've been up to at the end of this episode in our segment, What You've Been Watching. And right away, we're going to do some gripes of the week. We just want to talk about some shit, get some shit off our chest, catch up a little bit. So if you need to hear about Shazam and you're not interested in our banter, go ahead and scoot along about 10 minutes or so. And we will keep it spoiler free. So if you haven't seen the film yet, 
Uh, we'll give you a couple minutes and we will make it very clear when we head into our spoiler territory. So we can uh, encourage you, hopefully, or discourage you from seeing the film, but hopefully encourage you. <laughs> Any other news or updates from YouTube before we get into the gripes, before we get into the film? Um, can I just say my theater, I went to AMC in Times mm -hmm. Square, um, was packed for a Sunday mm. afternoon. Like mm. there were so many people and their kids there. It was amazing. Well, welcome back, everyone. Welcome back. Nice. Mm. Was it rainy? Or no, was it not really. A, yeah, I mean, there might have been. I can't remember to be honest, but uh, no, they were just everyone was out to the movies on a Sunday. You know what? Apparently, not anywhere else because this movie didn't do particularly well. But good. That I mean, gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had a similar experience here a couple of weeks ago. We went oh, to the movie sorry. on a me. What? <laughs> we, we, it we all starts with Jay. Would you call me Jeff? Uh, That's a movie what reference. What the fuck? Uh, it was super packed on like a Saturday a couple weeks ago, but it's been rainy as fuck here. So I think it mm. pushed more people into the theater than normal, but I did have a similar sensation. A giant movie theater here at the Grove was super crowded, super, you love, super crowded. Yeah, you you love love the your weather lately has been described as like super London. Dude, super it's crazy. It's like... <laughs> since, since January 1st, every single county in California is now out of the worst case scenario drought there's like several different measurements almost all of the of the state was in it it's yeah. all out of that now and most of the like over 60 percent or something like that is out of the next level of drought there's like less than 30 percent that is still in mm. like the next level yeah so that's pretty all crazy of, oh. this weather has sucked in a lot of ways I'm, but we are dude, we're finally getting a lot the, of rain all those all those like reporters were like yeah this isn't going to fix the drought it won't sink in and mother Lynch is like hold my fucking beer in fact i'll tip some of that on you too fuck it i mean it's yeah. they're not wrong it's, it's yeah. mostly running off into the ocean which sucks but we're just getting so much that it yeah. is saving us from like the absolute Good. worst case scenario yeah, i was I'm upstate this week and it was fucking it looked like fucking ireland fucking switzerland <laughs> it was these giant rolling hills that are normally gold or brown are dark lush green it's so interesting it looks yeah. so weird that's Shout that's the California. That's the sort of shit that held up the Mad Max movie when they were making it. Because mm -hmm. they, yeah. they were they, yeah, they were planning to shoot out in the desert in the middle of Australia and it got the most rainfall that it got in like fifty years <laughs> or something. And it, all, like and it all flowered. Up. Everything flowered, grass came up, and they're like, Well, we can't rip this out. So they end up shutting the down production. Flower. Yeah. They shut down production yeah, and they uh, went to Tunisia or that's something. That's Jeff's uh, grinder name. Desert <laughs> 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 Australia didn't get to be the um, pinnacle of dystopian futurism via apocalyptic desert. Don't for, worry, I'll uh, get Mad there. Max filming. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I'm God glad. damn you guys. I was analyzing some, we were analyzing some of Mad Max the other day and in a class talking about different styles of composition with like editing sequences. And, you know, it was the famous example of how he kept everything centered so that he could move really quickly from shot to shot. Yeah. God, it was fun. I hadn't watched those sequences in a while. That first yeah. massive chase sequence when they really they first attack her god it's awesome fury road yeah fuck yeah uh also <laughs> i feel like uh, Bill, uh uh fucking chris farley i feel like you remember yeah you remember, you remember? <laughs> you remember when you were when in the beatles like, yeah when you're in that the was beatles? cool that was so cool yeah <laughs> well all right kudos california i'm glad you retained your water because i have seen chinatown and uh you know it's tough out there but uh also go go hey. teachers in la get your money actually teachers assistance we got to pay our teachers assistance teachers aid forget That's not about a great, desert but... flower <laughs> all right john thanks for recording on uh, i had a very... larger shot than normal sorry <laughs> you're celebrating a very important person in your life's birthday by getting drunk with us online so that's really great people 
let's do our gripes of the week so we can get on mm. with our Shazam Fury of the Gods episode. Do either of you two have a gripe this week? I do. All right, you got 60 Go, Dave, seconds, hit Dave. It. Well, as I said, I went to AMC Times Square and it was it was packed. And mm. I, I got up to the front of the, the line and I'm standing there and the people in front of me just took forever and I realized why these counters are so fucking slow now because everyone's standing there just staring off into space and that sort of thing they get under the counter oh what do you want i don't know what are you getting if you don't know what you fucking want don't like that's a conversation for the line okay <laughs> you've got like five minutes in that fucking line figure out what you want so you walk up on the counter you want, i want this and this and this you get it you leave don't be standing there going oh what the fuck <laughs> uh, yes for dave's yes. favorite dave's favorite yes. gripe if we have a mount rushmore totally of gripes agree. the lines at amc are the best <laughs> anything you don't that one, that that one their fault. especially dude yeah then it's not even that their fault that's fucking i've funny. got a we're we're like comedians in the 90s making airplane jokes but i've got an amc gripe as well we're just we're just keeping <laughs> right. it keeping it local keeping well, it tight my, mine was seconds. more of the uh the clientele than AMC well, grabbed this time around. Sure, sure, sure. Sure, That's sure, true. sure, sure. That's true. All right. So there are several AMCs in town here that are connected to these very large malls um, that are Rick Caruso's malls. Who's got big malls? Shout out to Rick Caruso, that, that asshole who ran for, uh, her, for mayor. Um, these malls, whether you like it or not, there's really no place else to park but the parking decks connected to these giant malls. I'm talking about Century City, the American brand, and the Grove. And every single time you get validated at AMC and you still owe $5. Doesn't what? matter what the fuck, how long you were there, how long the movie was. It doesn't matter if you run out immediately. You always have to pay five extra bucks. And it pisses me off so much, dude. I have contributed to my, my time at your establishments. They have paid into that parking deck. I know they fucking have, so give me a break. God, it pisses me off. Stop debiting me five yeah. fucking dollars <laughs> after going to a movie. Mind you, if it's, a, on, if, it's, if it's a James Cameron film, it's 10. Honestly, what? Well, literally when I saw Avatar, I was like, this one's gonna cost me. This one's gonna cost me, dude. Right, Jeff, I waited a week this. and a half to hear you. That's what pull Disney said about to Avatar three. I didn't. I didn't. Uh, last week's was well, last week's is okay. It was an okay gripe last week. Right. I'm excited. You got one? All right. Yeah. I got, of course. I got a gripe. Of course. Guys, can we stop putting stickers on fruit? <laughs> <laughs> See what? On what fucking planet do I need a fucking sticky glue? To prove that this, I, it's not like I give a, I, I don't know where this comes from. I, I, guess, I guess it's for the cashiers to know it. Come on, people. This is fucking ridiculous. I have to peel this. So then I have the sticky part on my apples. So I have to clean it just so I get the sticker off. But what if I want to eat it on the go? What if I want to take it out? You know? Also, what is this? This is fruit. It's like, it's organic. It's healthy. It's grown well. But fuck global warming. We got some sticky and some glue and, you know, mix in with that nut fucking DST free fucking vegan treat you got there. Also, all these places that are all like cool about the environment, everything's recyclable. They put these sticky ass labels on all the jars that you're supposed to take off and then it leaves the peel and you know it's not going to get recycled and glass <laughs> no. takes a thousand years to break down. Yeah. Why do I need the fucking stick? Just, can I just like take it off manually? Can I just slip it on off? Like I'm wearing a fucking corset or something why or yeah why do i have to why do i have to have this we have this recyclable plastic but it's unusable because of the fucking stickers keep the stickers away from my food so you know what you gotta it's do deterring you gotta you gotta make it uncomfortable for him so you get the you get the fruit you take the sticker off you put it in the on your shirt and when you get up there you go oh i also ate an apple while i was here can you scan my nipple 
Okay. It's mm, uncomfortable. Yeah. But seriously, why, why do we, we? So somebody why actually has to go and it? sicker every single. Even the bananas, like it's a fucking banana. Like, why, do we need a number for it? Like, I've done the lookout thing at the self checkout, and it's like <laughs> it's a banana. Do I need to know it's four nine one nine three? It's just a fucking banana. So obviously, Apple's a fucking classist, is what we're saying. Just and if you're if you're a cashier and you don't know what the apple is, then stop charging different things. Just fucking put Fuji apple and let me get on with my goddamn life. Stop deterring eating the peel. <laughs> what is what is up? All right, Might make uh, sense for a banana since nobody eats banana peels. Jeff, yeah. do you eat banana peels? No, but what I'm saying is it doesn't make <laughs> they don't have multiple kinds. They usually have organic or inorganic. Shut up. Get All the right, let's fucking right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you ready to talk about Shazam Fury of the Gods? Yes. Shazam, sure. Fury of the Gods. This is directed by a guy who looks a lot like Hodor, um, named <laughs> David F. Sandberg. <laughs> directed Lights Out, based on his own short, 2016. Annabelle Creation, Did you know 2017. That Hodor then, is like a very successful DJ. Like, house DJ. Yes. Yeah, fuck yes. Yeah. You don't, need to, you don't need to speak up there in the DJ booth, you know? Um, what a presence that guy has. I think when he was doing like the Game of Thrones tour, I think he like tried to play like shows in the cities he was visiting. I, I could be wrong about that. Maybe that's just in my uh, daydreams. Okay. He also directed Shazam 1 and the writing team is back. This is David F. Sandberg is back with Henry Gaiden, Chris Morgan, and Bill Parker, who, uh, you know, made the first one, which has very high reviews and did pretty well at the box office. Not like Avengers good at the box office, but... Um, yeah, you know, DC, that, DC, who knows what the fuck DC just straight up said like, yeah, Shazam's just like out there somewhere, you know, they're doing good shit. I think they do. do you think, would you agree with this, Dave? They mentioned Superman in the first movie because the kid was obsessed with they Superman. Do you think Superman they, in the first movie, just not his head. Do you, do you think when well, they did the Wonder Woman thing, oh, which yeah. actually worked out pretty well in this, we'll talk about. But do you think they intentionally tried to not mention Superman or Black Adam so that people like me wouldn't sit there and go, man, this movie would be better okay, with them? Okay, um, Black Adam, the, uh, the, the Rock apparently copped an attitude about being associated yes. with Shazam at all. So Yeah, which is funny because yeah. he says the word Shazam really? a lot yeah. in that movie. <laughs> I think the future I think, president of well, these United States. Yeah, I, I think he uh, basically, basically it was like he wanted he just wanted to centralize the universe in around Black Adam and Superman, um, and kind of present Shazam, yeah. which you know is what the comic is from, doesn't exist. I will be say I will be say Jesus Christ I will say <laughs> I will be say I will say. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> We'll get it out in a minute. I will say uh, that would be a pretty cool movie. Superman, Shazam, and Black Adam. Yeah, you know what I mean. Fighting Helen Mirren. That's all I really need. <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I'm gonna read the descri- the IMD. You know who's in this and movie? It's, it's Zachary not, Levi. It's not a character back. in this movie. Just Helen Mirren in fucking boxing gloves, <laughs> and they yeah. lose. I would watch a seven-hour, you know, HBO series about that. Who's okay. in this movie? Chuck, Maria. And Eddie Casbro. Oh, by the way, John, <laughs> you're, you're over in LA. Um, do, you see doing, do you see they're doing SnyderCon? Where it's no. uh, they're doing IMAX screenings of the the Snyder Cut of the Justice League um, there somewhere I had real soon. Sick private viewing of that uh, over the pandemic, but that could be fun. I mean, yeah. I'd um, go watch that. Yeah, and they're, apparently over the weekend they're showing like Man of Steel and all, the, all of them. Are they showing up the Watchmen? It. That's still my favorite. I don't think they're showing the Watchmen. Movie. It's it's mm, just okay. the Justice League stuff. You know when you, really you know when a quarterback like, uh, three hundred. Oh, me too. You know when a quarterback is yeah. like one or two good years, and then he makes three hundred million dollars off of it, but he's bad for the most of that money. 
I, I, I shouldn't say that. I should rephrase that. That's strong. I know, word, I, know, I, know I know, I know, I know. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't say that. I. I like some of those. Movies. It's kind of like, like if, you, if Jeff, like if your first movie was Tenet, I would be like, God damn, he's got talent. You know, like we wouldn't say that's a bad. We would be like, Wow, Tenet. That's, how did you make that for your first movie? For your eighth movie or whatever it was, we might say eh, you can do better. But bad. Right. I don't know. Zachary right. Jamon Hansu is back as the Wizard, formerly known as Shazam. We got Adam Brody back as superhero Freddy. Um, anybody else of note besides Helen Mirren, Lucy Liu? Um, I really feel like they fucked up the Rachel Ziegler credit in IMDb, but she's obviously out on the trail promoting this. She is, of course, Maria from West Side Story and End of List, but she has Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, the new live-action Disney animation. Mm. Is it is it a mix? I forget if it's live-action or if it's a blend. Um, um, they, they, if I didn't it, know if it's got happening. a couple of animated creatures in it, they call it live-action these days. Look at Lion King. Um, so she's in this movie. Um, I was at a birthday party that Lucy Liu was at. I was in the service industry, but I was there um, playing piano. And we got um, Love her. Azure mm. Angel, Dylan Glazer's back, DJ Katrona, Ross Butler, Grace Caroline Curry. Uh, I'm just trying to make sure we get our uh, credits in. Faith Herman, Jovan Armand, Cooper Andrews, Mar Marta Willens, Ian Chan. I get it. Okay, cool. So that's the cast. Are you ready to, for me to read the description and send it away for your spoiler-free initial it. takeaways? Please, God. <laughs> <laughs> The film continues the story of teenage Billy Batson, who, upon reciting, Jack. fucking guy, did you call me? Did you call me Jeff? <laughs> upon reciting the magic word Shazam, is transformed into his adult superhero alter ego, Shazam. They talk about it's Billy Batson, but isn't Freddy kind of the lead of this movie? You know what I mean? Like, doesn't he? What do you think? No. I Definitely arguable. We saw, I think we saw more Freddy than Billy in this movie. Yeah, that's for sure. fair. For the young and kids, more yeah. character turns for Freddy than Billy. More importantly, than Scream Time. What are your initial takeaways? What do you guys think? What do you feel? Who wants to go first? David. Um, I'm not gonna mess around. I fucking love this. This is, this is one of the best DC movies ever released in years. I had it. so much fun. Let's I fucking go, fucking Dave. Let's go. Uh, what uh, did you uh, love about Dave, it, Dave? Yeah, you can't just leave us hanging like okay, that. Gotta... I, I love the, like, this had seemed to have more, like, <sighs> character arcs for um, a lot of the family and stuff like that. I loved the the villains were set up. They're not, apparently, I don't think they're traditional Shazam villains. They kind of created them for this scenario. Um hmm. I love the color. I love the cinematography, the visual effects. Um, and I will say the one thing I didn't like about like Black Adam and a few of the other ones, uh, including the original Suicide Squad, I think was the worst of it. It felt that they felt really contained. It was like, this is just a couple of set pieces and a, ba and a battle. This, just like despite what happens in the movie, didn't feel contained at all. It felt bigger. It felt like there were, you know, good stakes involved i didn't feel like it was just like they scrimped on the budget they didn't scrimp on a single fucking thing in this oh wow i feel like it was cheaper than I, some I of these recent, Marvel, yeah. these recent movies too if if the hundred million budget thing is true i feel like that's actually cheaper it's funny he's like. he's has said that a lot of people like he blames the marketing because uh, what they were, didn't market was this as a great like movie to take your kids to and you know what i agree because everyone took their kids in my screening and i'm pretty sure only two of them ended up in therapy so you know it's <laughs> i hope dude, the therapy some of the when they start getting to the monsters it gets a little scary 
I hope the therapy is better on this show than it is on um, The Mandalorian season one, three, episode three. That's tough therapy with the robot. Anyway, um, <laughs> anything else, Dave? You want to keep gushing about this for no, a little that bit? Is, that was, that's all I got for now. Do you think that part of it, and I, this is not, I, I'm not giving my review. I'm just curious. Do you think that part of the reason this would definitely work for kids and maybe the adults are just not going is because the scenario is not unique? You know, obviously the specifics that we know having seen the film are, but ultimately mm. people are coming. The, wor- the whole world is at stake. These people's powers are in the way. They're going to have to confront each other for the sake of the world and or the universe. Like, are people, do you think people are just I mean, getting tired of the formula? Because if you just tune it out and forget about the rest of the universe and just let this be a standalone thing, then yeah, I could totally see why it's a great family. You know what I mean? Do you think adults are just bored I, of it? I don't know. I think, um, like, they didn't really market it as a thing to take your, your kids to. So adults are giving it a miss because they, they'd go by themselves to see something. And they, there's plenty of other things to go and see right now. Remind me what they marketed at because I mean a superhero that buries his voice in his throat just making witty quips and also has superpowers. I feel like is right up yeah, the that alley. Can, that, can, that I mean that that can come across as like a PG Deadpool almost. <laughs> sorry, 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 stop, sorry. Stop. <laughs> a PG Deadpool. I mean, I guess that's true. But he, but, he doesn't and, seem drunk like Hitch Hitchcock or Hancock. And, no, you know what that's I mean. true. But yeah, the thing is, it like it had. Like they didn't really say, you know, like they didn't really outline that you could take young children to this. And I don't like I don't think I'm out of line in saying that there's not that much that would totally freak out a young kid in this. It is PG. Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, don't take your four year old. They're gonna run screaming out of the fucking theater at one point. But apart from that, it's yeah, I I just think that might have been what shortchanged it. Also, a lot of people are put off by what's going on with DC at the moment. They don't want to get invested because uh, the word on the internet is all these characters are going away. Um, because James Gunn's taken over the universe, new universe. So why invest in this? Do you think they would go see it if they were told he literally gets in a boxing match with a dragon? Well, they showed that in the trailer. Yeah, he, I know. That's why I'm saying it here in our spoiler-free section of the uh, podcast. He literally gets in a fist fight with fucking Drogon. If Drogon fucked Treebeard, that's who Shazam got in a in a fist fight with, which is pretty fun. They should have marketed it as that. And also, they should have marketed it as what everybody wants to do to the city of Philadelphia. Put a dome in it and put in all these fucking, put in the, the, the Last of Us shit. Just put it all in there. Cover it with a dome and there's Philadelphia. Come on! <laughs> John, what did you think of the movie? So that was what Jeff thought of the movie. Um... <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing. I'm having a good time talking about this movie with my friends. What the fuck? Yeah, sure. Uh, I I think I, Dave. I know what you mean, man. I think ultimately I did have a I did have a good enough time for probably the fortieth or fiftieth superhero movie that we have seen in the past fifteen mm. years. You know, you know, this is a genre film, and I feel like we're kind of in like the fifties or sixties with like those B horror movies where like that genre is just so it's so rampant right now that we're kind of running into what Jeff is talking about. We're running into these dilemmas of story and we're starting to see a lot of the similar formulas and patterns emerge. So what I'm, what part of me is like, I'm kind of hoping for always something fresh, but if that if fresh isn't there, then I'm also hoping for a fresh point of view on how to approach this genre. And I do think David F. Sandberg, very successfully with the first one mm. has a little bit of that tongue in cheek with the way he goes about these these particular stories. So the Shazam character lends itself because of the kid a big it's a big movie, right? It's the big mm. premise for superheroes. 
Um, I don't know if this one as a whole took that on as well as I wanted it to, like it did in the first one, but there are still enough moments and there is still enough. I, I think I'm going to make the argument that if you don't want to watch a superhero movie, you're not going to like this movie. This isn't going to be one that's going to transcend. That was an excellent movie, regardless of what genre it was packaged in. But if you do like superhero movies, I think this one has a little bit more depth to his satire than people are giving it credit for. Oh, yeah. Whenever you, not to give too many spoilers away, but whenever you start bringing in the works of the gods, and I feel okay saying that because it's in the it's in the trailer and it's in the title mm. of the movie. Whenever you get the mythology of traditional Greek lore involved, you know there's going to be a little bit of what the fuck, why not, kind of going into the telling. Yeah. And I think it took me a little bit too long to start realizing he's making fun of this genre. And as mm. soon as I allowed myself to start saying, this is absurd. I'm not supposed to actually be emotionally invested in this ridiculous cacophony of giant superpowers and magic that's happening. I was able to have a lot more fun with it. There was a little bit of me that, unfortunately, they got there first. We've talked about this before. Marvel, not counting Nolan's Batmans, which are on a whole other level. Marvel got there first with these character pieces. So there is always a little bit of me that is waiting for them to get me invested emotionally. And that just never happens with these movies. And that's okay. It doesn't need to happen every single time for you to have fun as long as you like superhero movies. So I think, I think that's kind of what I walked out with. And shout yeah. out to Kami Asgar, the sound supervising, um, sound supervisor, 424 Post, who did all the sound on this. I worked for them this summer. And it was really cool getting to watch them and hear them putting this thing together with all the sound design, which is really fun. Can I, I can thought I they, it sounded really good in my Dolby theater. I want to talk about that for a minute because that Dolby mix was fucking amazing. Yeah, I started, Dude, I was, yeah. I, I, was sitting, I was sitting there and I can hear everything uh, and things are fucking blowing up left, right and center. The school bell comes from where the school bell always is on the wall mm -hmm. and yeah. shit like that. And I'm like, at one point I stopped and I thought like shit's blowing up everywhere and a truck's just rolled down the street. Yeah. And I'm like, this is what Nicole meant when she said sound you can feel. <laughs> Sound you can feel. <laughs> I will say this just a fun little anecdote without giving any way any secret sauce or, or or NDA kind of stuff away. They came back to him pretty late in the summer. And the sound supervisor, for anyone who doesn't know, is kind of like the administrative in-between. They're the person who gets hired initially in post-production. And they are the ones who hire the sound editors, the sound mixers, and everyone kind of works for them. Um, somebody like Kami Asgar is also a unbelievable talent in this world. So he's kind of done all that stuff too. So, so he doesn't have the business, just the business brain. Sometimes he takes the controls and he just does a lot of the editorial himself when necessary. They sent back at one point, they said the dragon isn't right. And I got to sit with him for a few weeks while he built the sounds for the dragon and was getting <laughs> sounds from people that were using really unusual techniques of rubbing very heavy pieces hey, of wood against oh, okay. glass to create that that kind of sound. Yep. It was fun. It was really cool watching them kind of go to town. And uh, ultimately, it was it was kind of a fun challenge because the uh, the dragon is not a regular dragon. Yeah, right. They talk it's, about yeah, in the movie. Wood, it's made right? of wood and stuff. The, yeah. So again, think that's that, kind of a good thing of what I'm talking about, though. Like, but like that why level of sound was design, the dragon made of wood. Yeah. That, that level know, like, of sound design, <laughs> I mean, because it was guarding a garden, I think they said at one point, but that level of sound design, I think elevated this and made me enjoy it more. Because I said there with a big grin on my face. I was just in the middle of everything happening. 
So, yeah. Yeah. I do think, Jeff, I agree with you completely. I don't know if kids were invited to this movie with the marketing other than people, they're not kids, young people who saw the previous one. Because mm. the previous one came out in 2018. Is that right, Dave? 19. 19. Uh, yeah. 19. So, I mean... If they were allowed to go see a PG-13 movie, then they're in they're well into high school and, now. And I remember when I was in high school thinking, I'm not going to see kids' movies anymore. So I don't know if, they, if they're missing a little bit of their demographic. But I do think, like, the middle school age is probably, probably going to have a lot of fun with this. Late elementary school, middle school, I would probably enjoy this if I was that age. Well, see, the, the thing is, with when that was released, I didn't go and see it. I was one of those people. You didn't I see was, the first one? No, I, I went. I saw it on HBO mm. Max like a year later when we were stuck inside for the pandemic. And Shout uh, out to Mark of the Mark and Mad Movie, Mad Mark Movie Show. He texted the Mark me and, and Mad he said, Movie Show. <laughs> I did it, Mark. I elevated you. <laughs> uh, he texted me and he was like, have you seen Shazam yet? The Citizen Kane of superhero movies? <laughs> I couldn't oh, tell if he was serious Mark. or not. Of course so he wasn't. Go That's for Mark. <laughs> he actually did we really enjoy for Mark. it. <laughs> he did really enjoy it. Yeah, but do you, do you remember the Frozen episode? It still holds the record for the most I fucking do. buzzes ever, and we all enjoy it. You guys, people we really did. want us to get him back and do yeah. Frozen oh, too. It's, it's coming. Not, it's coming. We, we've been talking about it believe you dickheads did frozen without me i'll never forget listening to that in a fucking u-haul while i got pulled over anyway you guys want to know what i think of the movie no move on okay now we're good <laughs> i've been All talking right, about this movie for 14 <laughs> minutes i didn't tell you what i thought i just asked some questions i was just asking questions <laughs> All right, go, um, what'd you think jeff i think i agree with john to be honest with you dave jeff I, I asked you to play that if I was talking too long, not when I haven't spoken in fucking 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> it's my button. I'll use it for evil if I want. I, I agree with John, but specifically this one point, because I also did have fun with the movie and I appreciated, I think the comedy element, which is one thing that, no disrespect to Zack Snyder, but because I, I like the mood and tone he sets. And I also get the criticism that it lives in tone as opposed to, you know, being a little bit more, more, fluid more up down left and right it kind of settles in tone but I, I still like the snyder movies but the comedy element of this and the fact that it's not it's not hancock of course and it's not marvel which is a different sort of beat of genre of um comedy but the fact that it is it doesn't take itself too seriously but it does like it it, it plays that line really really well i think I have to be honest, and I know we're a positive podcast. I'll say this, because I think it was there. I think the pieces were there. I think the performances really held this movie back. <laughs> I really do. I think mm. the acting really hurt this movie <laughs> like, so much. In fact... Specifically, <clears throat> one performance. Oh, I can't wait to... I, I'm going to guess, and I think it's the. I think we're on the same page as... I'll, I'll, let's, let's start with this. I think two people in this movie did a good job. Who do you, <laughs> who do you think... <laughs> And no, and no disrespect to the. Hold on. I used to try and get laughing that hard. I should say this. I should say this because again, we're a positive film podcast. All of the kids, all of the the, the like, but I think all of the. I shouldn't say all of the kids. The, the younger kids are off the hook because they were sweet, they were charming, they did their job. Although when those skittles came out, literally the person behind me said, "That's so dumb." They literally said that out loud. I thought that was funny. They're dumb. Um, yeah. yeah. But, They've but, forgotten but, how to be a child. Fuck them. Fair enough. And for, forgive me, forgive me for saying no it out loud. No reason now. at all why that would have justified what happened in yeah. the plot right there. Okay, but but but, but, but specifically to the point, and I'll say this why because I say this productively. I, I know I'm kind of ragging on the movie, but but if if other people knew what what basically John said, and and Dave, you're on the same page because you like the movie because of all of these things that I think the performances held it back from. If some of these actors knew that and had more fun 
all the, what am I always asking for for actors? I'm never asking them to be deeper. I'm never asking them to go method. I'm always saying have more fun. And there were actors that did not have as much fun as they could have had. And then there were some actors that were trying too hard to have fun. So who do who do you think I think my, were my two standout performances? And one of them is obvious. Um, I feel like Freddie. Yeah, I hope he was one that you enjoyed. Did you not enjoy him? He was he was close. He was close. Well, he, he, honestly, he, I'm just he, curious. He, he had to push. He had to work too hard. They do made we, him work too hard. Do we want to go into spoilers so we can just blurt it out? <laughs> no. Yeah, let's. Uh, Who are the two I'm, performances? I'm like? really... Come on. We have one of the best actors on the fucking planet in this movie. Helen Mirren. Of course. She was perfect. She was honestly, yeah, she... It, it was actually a bummer that she was in this movie because to me, it made her, it made me realize how much everybody else was working way too hard. <laughs> she, she made it seem so easy. It's easy, people. Yeah. She made it seem so easy. And and the other people, even the people that were closest to her, they just, they didn't take the note. They didn't just, just do what she did. Just copy, pillage, borrow. Anyway, um, who do you think the other one was? And I bet you it'll be a little bit of a surprise, but give me a guess. I am, I'm, I, if it's going to be a surprise, then I'm a little, I am not super sure because in general, I agree with you and I'm not super confident about anybody else, but Lucy. <laughs> She didn't have a lot to do in the movie, so it wasn't. It was. She was fine. I, if I feel comfortable saying her. She was. She was fine. Was it Jumon? Oh fuck! Okay, there were three. I love Jumon Hansu. I love yeah. Jumon Hansu. Yeah, I thought Jumon. Oh don't my you god! Okay, I fucking love Jumon Hansu. In this one, actually. Oh yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't. I don't know why. Well, he didn't. Freddie didn't close his locker, and I'll. will never forget people for not closing that doors and lockers. Just close. You just close <laughs> your locker, bro. We have the weird. best. We have this great. We just got a great sound. Great sound. We can't come up with the sound effect for closing a fucking locker. That's not going to distract us. When we close your locker, and um, no, they had the sound effect. They're sitting there going, "Why the fuck didn't he close his locker?" Yeah, exactly right. Anyway, um, honestly, they were like, "God damn it!" Um, what was the other thing? Uh, oh, fuck, I forget. What I was just gonna say, I but know, um, was it Rachel? No, I, I, I liked know. Adam. I liked Adam Brody, and he had kind of a small role, but I thought he was great. He was fun. <laughs> I thought he was like he basically was straight out of the boys. I thought Adam Brody did. He a fun did job. have. He did have fun with that. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I really did. I, I enjoyed this movie a lot more than I thought I was going to, and it's not just because they shat all over the city of Philadelphia for ninety minutes or an hour and a half, whatever, whatever however long this movie was, two hours. Um. I did have fun with this movie. I think if we watch it together the next time, I would all the you know the little things that I wrote down. You know, we no, could I have could, some no, fun. Dude, with. I mean, there's things right um, that we could talk spoilers, about. Because, because I, I mean, I agree with you, and I, I think that's the only real hangup. And it kind of, I kind of want to have a bigger conversation about what David F. Sandberg missed. You know, he's he's so brilliant. Clearly, he's demonstrated so much talent. In such of the larger storytelling aspects, but there is no one else responsible for performances. That is that is the director's number one job. They're the only person that communicates with actors. You know, it is kind of like when you're working on these. Let's go ahead and spoilers if that's cool. Hang on, before, so we, before we do, I just want to make one more thing before everyone who hasn't seen the movie uh, possibly tunes yeah. out. Stay um, positive. I said I said that my theater was full of kids, right? Yeah, I have discovered my new favorite thing in the world because I mean Careful, it's, a, it's a more no it's a it's a more <laughs> expensive a lot of kids like, there. ticket. Um, but my new favorite thing in the world is kids discovering the robot fucking armchairs in Dolby Cinema. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! Because it has to be yeah. It's it, dude. It's like it's like Doctor Evil trying to adjust his chair. It just goes on for so fucking long. It has to be perfect. It's, yeah. Oh, that's your favorite it's, thing. It's, that makes me hate kids. It's hilarious. <laughs> 
sorry, I'm chewing. I'm chewing ice on on. Uh, I need another beer too. So somebody give me a good time because I, I didn't plan on drinking as much as I am. But somebody give me a good time for me to go get no, one I of know these what things. You mean. Like, All right, we we're doing spoilers. Like, take a you break guys, at some point. All right, we're no, in no, spoilers. no break, no break. We're in spoilers. You, 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 here, fill, fill for twenty seconds, so that give these people know spoilers. Too. Dad, yeah. Dad, <laughs> spoilers. <laughs> He's off to therapy then? Can he, can he even hear me? Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess. And this isn't this isn't like a, I'm not being mean here or anything, but I cannot imagine. All right. So I was listening to a an executive from Sony the other day in an interview talk about how when they're meeting potential directors for large IP projects like a superhero movie. They're not only interviewing somebody with, they're looking for like this brilliant, talented brain. When you're working on giant projects like this, you need a manager. Yeah. As well as somebody really talented. You're looking for a leader. Is it your stomach? So, I've been hearing John's stomach this whole entire recording. I mean, oh, okay. I've been burping. Is that what? <laughs> I can't wait to listen back. I just, I shouldn't, I should open my mouth more for you. So it's very clearly a burp. Thank you. Around 28 minutes, um, somebody had a really good one. All right, go ahead. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, and I guess, I guess I don't want to take anything away from, Everything in the I'm every other than the skills from it. I, it's not that I didn't understand beat to beat to beat the big big objective and responsibility of a director to make sure the story makes sense. Does it make sense? Do we understand what we're watching? But at the same time, I agree with Jeff. There are inconsistencies in interpretations of the reality that these characters are in sometimes, as well as the more nuanced point that I think Jeff was making that like, they really make sure not only they were all in the same movie and we're making sense of the story and the plot and blah, 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 but also like, tonally that we are all, if, if there is comedy, we're tell we're, we're within the same vein of comedy. Mm. Um, I think the biggest, most obvious standout is that Billy Batson is no longer 12 years old. And Zachary Levi was playing him as though he was younger than the kid actually was. He's not a kid that anymore. That is the one gripe that I that I did have about this whole and thing. It, it, and it, once the, I the started between, allowing... Yeah, character Billy and, like, Shazam Billy. So that's was, the most yeah. obvious one, right? Yeah. yeah that's young... the most obvious one. But then when that started bothering me, and that was kind of a thorn in my side, and I was like, God, this is a shame because it's so consistently off. Mm. Zachary Levi does the same thing the entire time. He is consistent. So to me, I saw that's a little, not his fault. I saw a little bit of young to me, Billy that's at the, the director's end. responsibility to be like, dude, I made a huge mistake. We might have to do some reshoots, but you have been playing him too young the entire time. It, that's on me. You were mm. you you have been consistent the whole time. That bothered me, and then it just kind of started making me think about how some of these performances are not quite in the same world, and. And I think that is the biggest thing that kind of ended up holding me back. I kept being a little bit distracted by moments, uh, things that maybe went on a little bit too long, and also just an overall interpretations of this is how a kid would play it when they're like less than yeah. 10 years older than the, the, the one kid version. The one them. exception to that is the little girl. <laughs> yeah, I think her, so too. Her counterpart was spot on the whole time. Yeah. Like yeah, those, really those two worked great. Like when she went on the bridge and she's like, are those kittens? And just <laughs> saves the <Yeah>. fucking cats. <laughs> I thought that, I mean, and she's I, a little I, kid. I yeah. And she's a little kid. But there's a thing about acting that we learn early on is true in um, Stolen's improv world is true. And the legitimate Meisner group theater world, you always play to the top of your intelligence. 
Mm-hmm. You always do that. And I saw a bunch of examples, directed or not, I don't know, of people playing childlike, and they interpreted that as less intelligent. Or it came off that way. It was reading that way. And that's always a little bit distracting, just because there is not a... For me, for me, when I see Asher Angel, who, by the way, has a very dreamy IMDb picture, Asher, (laughs) young man playing Billy Batson, every time I have seen him in these movies, I have never once thought immature. I've Mm, never gotten that vibe from him. So I don't know if there's a problem with the casting of Asher Angel as Billy Batson, if he should be more of a rambunctious, off-the-walls kind of kid, a little bit closer to Freddy. But the way Zachary Levi has interpreted him both times has felt a little bit off to me. And it's kind of You're something right. that I feel like match. I have to compensate for. Yeah. Yeah. That's and it's not that Zachary Levi, he's, he's super talented, obviously. It's, it's weird too. Very charming, how many talented, other, funny person. How many other movies where the passage of time has had such an impact? Because they are playing this as if the last movie ended and then this movie starts pretty quickly afterwards. I think the writing too. Those scenes was like, oh, I've always been bad at dodgeball, all that kind of stuff. It does seem like the, all of those lines could have been in the first movie, you know? So it's like, I wonder how much they thought about it. I don't know. Did anybody rewatch the first one? It, this made me want to rewatch it because I, I felt finish, like I was in the dark. I didn't finish my stuff. I didn't finish my rewatch, but I did restart it because I don't have your HBO Max password logged into my new devices because I don't want to get busted by HBO. So I was on the go and I was like, ah, fuck because i was like traveling around and i wanted to download it but um i watched the first like hour and a half again it was good it's good it's Dave, really, it's have you fun. seen it recently not recently no yeah i haven't seen it since it came out so i really i'm not sure jeff that i was thinking about that too well, like is this the next minute or the next I don't year wanna, or i don't want to poo in all of the uh performances because there is good shit to talk about that we should probably pivot back to well, since we're i mean they, they say podcast. they say at one point isn't he about to turn 18 yeah so yeah there's a and fair also jump there well, and also Mary. How old was he in the first one? I thought he was like fourteen in the first one. Yeah, like freshman in high school kind of thing. Yeah, okay. that sounds about yeah. right. A few years, All right? Mm. Um, and Mary, Mary just didn't have enough fun, and it's too bad because she's a good actress, but she just took it too seriously. And it's, I wish somebody just said like, I get what you're going for because you're the one who aged out and stuff. Uh, but dude, somebody had somebody, somebody had to ground Levy. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I think uh, I mean I'll, I'll just say this before I move on to the actors. I'm rooting for Rachel Ziegler. I'm rooting for her. I think she's going to have a great career. Um I think I rewatched an actress d- studio documentary after watching this movie because they all say like they needed the actress studio when they started getting famous because it kept them grounded and I hope that she finds I hope she figures it out cuz Maria was so perfect for her and 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 Snow White is going to be so perfect for her. This was a harder assignment. And when they said she's 6,000 years old, I was like, no, she's not. No, she's not. She was playing like, literally like, they were like, oh my God, my sisters are so mean. And I was like, you're 6,000 years old. You've lived with them for 6,000. She just did not have the point of view. She just didn't have it. And it's too bad too, because the hardest part about film acting, which you'll hear from people unexpectedly after they've been on sets is the punch-ins, the cut-ins, react. They just said this and you have to go, ah, and none of those, it just seemed like somebody that had never done that before. And it's too bad because she could have been nominated for an Oscar last year and she would have deserved it. But Instead, I'm rooting she for her. Get invited. No, she ended up, she had presented, Dave. <laughs> she got invited. She ended up getting, she had a presenting. But not at first. There was a huge public backlash. They had to go through that length yeah. to get her. Yes, that's true. So I, I know I'm, I'm bagging her performance in this and it's too bad. But. I am rooting for her and she's going to overcome it. You know what saved that for me? It was when they started talking about the gods treating humans as their playthings. Yeah, okay. And the that, scene yeah, where... I, that, that was enough for me to put 
like what she was doing in perspective. So yeah, I don't know. Like I, and I feel like that's a thing too. Like Marvel will spoon feed you the whole thing. DC tends like the, the current, I don't know what the future is going to be, but DC tends to rely on you knowing stuff from the comics or stuff from about these characters and filling in the gaps yourself. I'm sure everybody was coached. I'm sure they spent their money on, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, as an audience member. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. So like when you're watching it, it's like, oh, they're doing that because, you know, this happened in in the other literature that I should have read to study for this movie. And I I feel like they do tend to kind of rely (laughs) on that a little bit. Hey, this is my argument about Mm. Mandalorian that you guys shat all over. But anyway, (laughs) All right, let's let's pe- let's pep this back up again. Um, Wolf Blitzer really took his time breaking that museum story. That was like five days later. <laughs> Dude, that, that was the other thing as well. When those when those two when like Helen Mirren and like when they turn up first, straight up, your villains yeah. are fucking killing people right away. I was like, and this- like they died, like people died. Yeah, they were really chill before they died too. They were like, "What's going on over there?" It's like yeah. I don't know. It seems like they're turning people into zombies via whisper. <laughs> that and you know when that cut loose that almost reminded me of um the fucking fight in the church in kingsman kingsman <laughs> yeah. oh yeah i had yeah, that was a, a fun sequence that i had white cool. i had white awesome night in there but it was so yeah it was so fun and i i know i'm bagging this but this is the fun of these kinds of movies is that we sit there and and talk this kind of shit in a fun you know what i mean but because it, it was really good it was a good scene it was grounded yeah. i love that helen mirren didn't do anything and lucy Liu was the one who spread the campaign while helen mirren like had the prowess she just you know stood there and she yeah, had you the kind, you kind it was of, great you kind of expected like it was you kind of expected helen mirren to be the driving force between doing this and but she, she was, was. The, she just she didn't was, have to do anything she was the restrained force well, behind this I, like she had rules physic physic well yeah at the end yeah she also yeah. died like six times but um yeah I mean, that was a fun they, plot they, turn they, that she that, no, she that, that was cool different. that was yeah that was i don't cool. know if it was as earned as if it as it was Oh, that's interesting. Like kind of another inciting incident kind of turn on the character. Because I don't know if I saw her work up to that. I don't know. It always... You it, know what I mean? Like... Like Khaleesi-da? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, just the fact that she was like, you're talking like our uncle Hades, or mm. whatever her line was. Uh, I felt like before that, I maybe would have needed like one more scene where she was genuinely saying like, we're not doing this because... Because when they first revealed that plot when they were still in their god realm and Lucy said that, they cut away from them and you heard Helen Mirren be like, no, we're not going to do that. But I didn't really see her like making her stand for why that wasn't a good idea. So it kind of came out of nowhere for me. But this was was a fun surprise kill. Way to, way to like, yeah, way to really push them to the next level. Um, Jeff, I know what you mean about how the adults came in and just had a blast like the the older cast members zachary not that he's older but he is you know he's he's much older than i think the other people who are the superhero age but the helen mirren lucy Liu, and jaman who's how do you pronounce his name Hans, hansu 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 jaman hansu academy award nominee jaman hansu yeah i think so i think they had a really great i think they really oh, had a, so fun a good time before however long they were on set. I'm I sure wonder if they I'm also sure they had tighter contracts I wonder if they than everybody thought, else. You know, this prison complex seems really big. There's labyrinths. So don't you think we have space for two cells? <laughs> wait, wait, what is, what is with these? Was in, 
it was in the same whatever it was in the same fucking world wait because yeah. they, they threw they put him into prison and then they put the next person that they got into the same prison cell it's i love when movies do that that's what i mean it's these are the these are the fun things about these kind of movies that is the fun <laughs> thing and the way that they uh the way that the shazam team was able to navigate the labyrinth <laughs> yeah without yeah. no they didn't address it at all yeah they just they just oh they, there they are well she gave him directions uh, that was good. another thing <laughs> she gave him directions that was yeah. another thing that when i was too picky about this i wasn't having fun um yes, as soon yes, as i re- released yes. as, as soon as i released i was like whatever let's enjoy this if you go into picky trying to understand how powerful shazam zachary levi's character actually is when he demonstrates the same level of power at the beginning that he does at the end but it's more effective at the end than it is at the beginning, you're going to be frustrated. It doesn't make any sense. Mm. He has the power of those gods. He should be able to overtake them as effectively at the beginning as he does at the end. Right. But he doesn't. And you just have to allow yourself to just realize that's just one of those stupid superhero things. No, it's because he's missing one power. He didn't, oh right! He, he, get the he absorbed his wisdom yes. of so- Solo Man <laughs> somehow in the beginning, throughout the also, osmosis of this plot. Also, they I mean, didn't it's just have one of those things that happens. They didn't have human antagonists, human villains. They the only villain in this that wasn't a god was a bridge. You know what I mean? So like he didn't stop bullets, and we didn't get to see that kind of flashy, sexy because yeah. there was no Mark Strong type with his goons. So you know, but but especially as a part two to the last movie this was fun and you can just see yourself like drinking or smoking with your friends and watching this movie and having a good time yeah it's a, it's a, it's a fun night um i will say well just food for thought because he does make a fast and furious reference so in this world yes he does. vin <laughs> diesel mean, knows yeah, wonder fun. woman Oh, in a weird oh, way, like, yeah, that's right. Because she was in the Fast like and Furious, now she was in uh, Five, Vin the Diesel, Wonder Woman, yeah. Because <laughs> she's in both movies. That was, I will say, I, I appreciated that, and that requires patience. They, I mean, the, the blatancy in cutting out her head in Wonder Woman. It's like they were hoping everybody would sit there and be like, "Ah, oh, you didn't even get the real one, but you decided to keep this in the movie anyway." And then she comes. I, I feel like that. I think it was, out. I it's think a little it was, cheesy at the end, but it still worked out. It was definitely was, more fun when he turned around. You guys, now I'm yeah, going to take a quick little break. Keep keep vamping. I'm going to grab one, too. Keep okay, going. yeah, yeah. yeah keep drinking. Breaks. Happy yeah. birthday, Elizabeth. We're drinking on the podcast. Let's go. John's yeah. out of the closet now. John's out of the closet. <laughs> um, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> yeah, I they, I, sorry, Dave, go ahead. No, I was, I was just saying um, there was there were a couple of cool, cute little things in there as well. Like they managed to get um, the, the Captain Marvel reference okay can, um, we, can i ask sorry you keep going and yeah then I'll no ask go you for it that. ask the question okay so captain marvel was originally it wasn't dc hold on i wrote the shit down and then i did i lose it already so captain yeah, marvel was, like was national national comics publishers no shazam was national pub, national comics publishers uh and then after 15 years of non-use atlas comics who became marvel they decided that they could use the same name, Captain Marvel, but as long as the character wasn't different, they couldn't be sued. Well, so that's they, that's why there's basically didn't, two didn't different go Captain Marvels. You back far enough because they created um, Captain Marvel and the Marvel family. Uh, and under, then, under national comics under, publishers under, who became DC. Uh, no, DC sued the people that created them out of existence um, oh. because the character was too close to Superman. And then the, those guys NCP. went to work for DC and wanted to revive the character. But at that point, Marvel Comics existed and it established Captain Marvel as their because their, of the name their front Captain point. Marvel. So yeah, so sense. they had to uh, 
basically they had to come up with something different so they just used shazam to spin the heads of the people listening is it also fun that the original name of marvel comics was atlas comics and in this movie the antagonists are the daughters of atlas right. under dc's banner that's pretty is funny. that is that fun for the people but the, the fun thing is oh, you remember the, the guy that actually drops the captain marvel name as a joke in this movie yeah, yeah who was it that is um michael gray i think is his name he's the original billy batson from the tv show he's even wearing the same fucking I mean, shirt I love this shit, man. Yeah, yeah. I, thought, I mean, it looked like it was definitely the thrill. Yeah, that was character. that was a that was a Jeff, cameo. He was the original Billy Batson. In reference, in reference to what to you said earlier about don't we all want this I to happen it. in Philadelphia? I thought they were going to give us one instance where we saw some Eagles fans fucking tearing some those they, animals what, apart. Yeah, or whatever, why didn't we get some Eagles fans just sprinting full, just head on right into a a, a fucking <laughs> yeah. like traffic light, just run right into it or something? Why didn't I see this? Is what would have happened yeah. if the Eagles won the Super Bowl? By the way, they would have done this to their own city. Because that's yeah. how fucking Shot crazy in a dome. Are. <laughs> Shot in a dome, exactly. And you know what? Now I did. If the apocalypse is going to happen, I, I, I hope it happens at the whatever wherever the Phillies play, whatever that stadium is. I hope that's where the apocalypse. Guys, happens. I do have a I do have a technical question because I didn't quite understand it. Mm-hmm. Is there anything even remotely close to the flavor of ambrosia in Skittles? And I just didn't know that. No, I think that's why the people behind me were like, "Ugh, uh, yeah, I don't know." No, it was, it was that was so that was that, was, that was, blatant, was a fun that was blatant product placement. That's what that was. It was a fun, <laughs> honestly, it was a fun little when they brought wasn't it, taste uh, the rainbows like into it because wasn't taste the rainbows weren't there unicorns in that commercial? I, I I'm I'm off the cup. I haven't looked this up at all, but for some reason oh, I, man, I I can't like remember. Taste the rainbow. I thought the, I thought the planting of the unicorns idea and mythology and her her interest in them and i thought that was fine like when when unicorns were in that world i was like sure whatever i don't know why they're here as well i thought they were going to conjure them somehow but whatever they were there but i did i did i did feel like i don't know why skittles really clutched it for them that was a little confusing to me maybe they should have all they needed was one more moment where she was like reading the ingredients. That would have been like, fine, that's stupid enough for me to yeah. believe it. Ambrosia number five, or you know, red number six, parentheses, ambrosia like flavor or something, <laughs> you know, something like that. Because I didn't quite understand why that happened. And it was kind of like, whatever, that's that's fine. Come on, guys. This is the big uh, we're talking that, about the big the big red cheese. That Come one was on. like, that one was all, a stretch, gravy. but it was it was cute. It was a stretch, but it was cute. Yeah, She's fine. really cute. She we all, really we all knew that the answer to this unicorns thing wasn't going to be the Godfather. You know what I mean? Like, we all knew, like, you know, whatever. They mentioned Skittles earlier. They're talking about unicorns now. Kids, and you know what? Back to the marketing. Kids love unicorns and rainbows. Sorry to all the people that are anti-drag out there. They love fucking unicorns, and they love rainbows. They love them. Unicorn with a rainbow is like a fucking dream come true to these kids. So just let them have their fucking Skittles and let these unicorns kill some, some fucking demon tree orc people that come out of the ground a lot of movie references too i feel like the next time i watch oh, yeah. this with you i want to try to count our movie references and the score this I, I feel like we're done with original scores original scores are done i heard star wars i heard lord of the rings i heard that um whatever that um the like the triumphant score especially in the second movie i heard that theme like a, a knockoff of that for half this movie really? I, I heard aladdin when all of a sudden they had this like they were talking about like hummus or something like all of a sudden i heard like the the basic Which like funny because i have no ties remember- to disney at all do you no, guys I know they're just when- ripping off the score because you got to fill all this time you're not going to come do up do you remember with- when i was talking about um wonder woman 1984 and i got really upset because <laughs> we all got, we all was, uh- <laughs> <laughs> no, I got upset as well because when that flying sequence 
they used some of the temp score because mm-hmm. I knew that song yeah. that had been used in other movies before. Drake, There's a moment in this movie that is not original score. That is clearly temp score. And I, I know that song from something else. It's in a, it's a freelance composer and sometimes people use this stuff for temp. They did it again. I don't know who they is. I'm sure, you know, I'm sure these are all different sound people and music and composition. And I thought the moments of some of the original score moments were, were actually really fun. I do know what you mean, Jeff, but it's almost not even their fault at this point. They temp everything in previs and they are fucking married to it tonally. And they get, they're just telling these composers, write something like that. So they may yeah. have literally dropped that from the uh, two towers in there. And they were like, no, 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 it's got to sound more like that. Like texture wise, we literally want the horns there and the strings there. And he's like, well, fuck, God damn it. Okay, I'll just change like three notes in the right. theme. And I'll put, you know, and I'll just change a little bit of the percussion in the background. And is that what you want? Yeah, and they're but, like, oh, that's perfect. But I, I get oh, you, but I get you a lawyer's if I do it, right? I mean, it's weird, right? Yeah. Wait, I, I know had... what you mean, Jeff. It is a problem with these monster IP movies, dude. These these fucking scores are sack. They are they are suffering. And not to shout out what we've already said earlier, but there is a re- I think one of the reasons why the Nolans feel so original is the way he and Hans Zimmer collaborate. He usually gives mm. his scripts to him earlier on. He doesn't wait. There's never any temp music put on those movies, ever, in Chris Nolan movies. He usually gets them so early that Chris can hear some of those themes as he's beginning to approach directing the film. And yeah, Hans cool. is never going to try to recreate like a sound of one of his earlier pieces or something. And I think it just creates more originality. It creates more of that... We're on the edge. We're dealing with the unknown. Yeah, this is a problem. I have one more note that I haven't read off of my list here. You ready? Hmm? This, this is my last note. Black Adam would have been very useful, Superman too, but the Flash would have looted the city and punched an Airbnb host in the face. <laughs> <laughs> but he couldn't get through the dome. <laughs> <laughs> Dave went with the uh, the buzz. I went oh, with Jesus. the gush on that one. That is funny, dude. Uh, that that is funny. That's a good one. So these after credit no, right. scenes. Let's talk about yeah. these after credit scenes because uh, I feel like. Oh, was there one at the very end of the right at the very crawl? end? I didn't. Don't worry. I it was, a, it I was, was late, guys. The one okay, at the end the, of the, okay, the first one. The first one. Oh, did you watch the after credit scene in the first movie with Mister Mind, the Worm? Oh, shit, I don't know if okay. I remember. Well, this is basically it's one of the giant Shazam villain, villains. He's one of the the monster. I can't remember what they call it. But, uh, yeah, he uh, he's a huge Shazam villain. So when they showed that, everyone's like, oh, they're going to do Mr. Mind. He like, he's, he's kind of like the kingpin, I guess. But it's a, it's a fucking That's worm cool. with a voice box. And so this time it cuts it, like at the end of the, the credits. That would have been a really fun villain. It cuts back to the. Sounds like those, those mucus characters in a. <laughs> you know the, the commercials for uh uh mucinex yeah like it cuts back to the a prison cell and it's the villain from the first movie and mr worm Armstrong? like mr mind sorry turns up and yeah he's he's in the he's in the prison cell and he's like it's time we're gonna we're gonna do the thing, and the guy's like, "I've been waiting two years. Where have you been?" And he's like, "I've got little legs. I can't really run around much." And then like they they start to build towards the reveal of what the big plan is. It's like, "Wait, I've got to do one more thing," and runs out. 
and that's the end of the credit scene. It's like, I feel like they're, they're building Mr. Mind up, but they're never actually going to use him. He's just always going to be about to plan something. And I fucking laugh my, laugh my ass off. I'm like, <laughs> Look, they're, 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 they're throwing it. It's, it's, it's like the Captain America patience thing at the end of Spider-Man. I feel like that tone was in this movie and they missed it a couple, you know, it's like, uh, it was right there. I wish there was some more of that in the actual movie, mm. but they decided to go with the high stakes. Superhero. Yeah. yeah. Just let the give dragon the satire. be, let the dragon be funny. It doesn't have to be like Shrek dragon funny, but you know, like, like whatever it is, I felt like no, they I just know gotta, Jeff, I know what you yeah. mean. Cause you know how the boys is, the boys is, is Did so the boys dark. just ruin everything? Did the Honestly, boys ruin everything? Because, really, I just I want think the camera to pan space. around and the dragon's like humping an SUV or something. Yeah, I don't need. Yeah, I don't. It's, <laughs> it's so dark. It's so explicit. It's so mature. I feel like they. I feel like there was a space for but Shazam the boys to knows own ex- the lighter satire. The boys knows exactly you know what, I mean? what it is, and Shazam. I still. The, the stakes were so high in this, and they didn't want to go funny with it. They wanted to take Jeff, it seriously. I want it to be I like. I want Shazam. I want Shazam to be the drowsy chaperone of all the sure, no, it's, it's It's not going to be. But if, if they had a musical number of this, because Zachary Levi can sing, that would have been the best moment in the movie of his acting performance is him singing in this movie. Oh, yeah. Um, what was he on Broadway? He was, in, he was in two Broadway shows. He was yeah. in First Date as yep. the lead, and he was in She Loves Me. She was the lead in She, she Loves, Loves Me. me. With I fucking Gavin Creel, Jane Krakowski, and Laura Bonanzi as his, like, second. You know what I mean? Like, wow. he was the lead in that movie, in that in that musical. Yeah, he's, he's a good actor. He's good. He just buried his voice in his throat, which is why I don't know who was coaching him on this movie. Why did he do that? Oh yeah, I'm here. The whole movie, guys, get out of your throat. It was it was weird. It was a strange. Sorry, I, I don't want to be picky because again, Sorry, I had Zach. fun, but I also want to watch this Sorry, and shit. Man. I, I want to watch this and really shit on this, but have in a fun way yeah. with you oh, yeah. all so, in the future. So the the in a good the after fun credits, way. the after credits. Uh huh. Mm. I, I had never heard of the Justice Society. Is is that a real thing? That was in Black Adam. That was Black Adam. <laughs> All we of talked those people about in this. Black Adam with the Justice Literally, Society. Literally, this is our Black Adam. Oh, we, we, in, yeah. in our Black um, Adam episode, we talked about this. <laughs> and we actually said, we actually said there shouldn't be both. That's confusing. And then they made a joke about how confusing yeah. it was in this movie. <laughs> but also, it was confusing, um, that, but, was, yeah. that was the one because it had uh, like Harcourt and Economist from Peacemaker. They were the two characters walking up the road. That's why it's funny in this movie where they were like, they're basically well, talking about the Black Adam out. movie without talking about it. Well, that's that, fucking yeah, well, that, fun. That, that, that turned out that way. They had to do that at the last minute because it was originally going to be Hawkman and one of the other characters coming to get him. Uh, and um, Black Adam like, commandeered The them. Rock wouldn't let him use him. Come on, Dwayne. Oh, he, wanted to keep, he wanted to keep it separate. put that together, yeah. dude. Wow. Okay. I don't, don't want to hate on Dwayne because we, we were only hearing... Vin, Dwayne... I don't know. Controversy with Zach I, and Dwayne. I don't now? know. Is, is it all a lie? Is The Rock actually an uh-huh. asshole and nobody, I, <laughs> nobody's honest I, about it in Hollywood? I don't think so. I think he just wanted to keep it separate. Um, but I'm I, kidding, I don't know. Yeah, You're I, a good guy. <laughs> don't hit me. <laughs> Run for president and care about the climate and get the stickers off of fruit. <laughs> and with that throwback, I think we might be done. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's the period. <laughs> Like, subscribe. Thank you guys so much. And as always, Fuck you, John. Happy birthday, Elizabeth. That sound means it is time for our final segment (laughs) of the night. What you've been watching, where we give you our recommendations and tell you what we've been watching. It's been two weeks since we've seen our friend John, but we haven't, we always start with Dave, so we got to keep the tradition alive. Dave, John, two weeks. What have you been watching? On spring break. I have been watching. I had just a, a little bit of my spring break. I, I'm still going with Better Call Saul. Really good show. Um, and the only thing of note, movie-wise, that I was able to see is I sat down 
on HBO Max, and I watched Navalny, the um, uh, the hmm. documentary feature yes. winner for this year's Academy Awards. And uh, I felt like I was pretty well read on him and that whole situation, but the movie is worth watching for sure. It is um, it's intense watching him speak just about those issues and the way this is another one of those fantastic documentaries that you're going to be watching. You're going to be like, how did they know to document it then? You know, it was, just, <laughs> yeah. it was happening throughout so much of that stuff mm, wow. that the things that we were reading about in New York Times and other major, you know, publications were were these people who were documenting it were there when it was actually happening and they were taping it. So it was just, you know, it's just a lot of that stuff. And they have a good context. It's very emotional. You get to see him and his family. Um, it's fucked up, man. I don't know how up, but, when, you, when you're uh, voting really, for an really Oscar, watching. when you're voting for the Oscars, all these movies are so important. It's I wonder if I wonder how much that, you know, obviously it's about quality, but like you really want to promote these issues because that's documentary filmmaking is like more important now than yeah, ever. You know I, what think, I, mean? it's so important. I think that's uh, if I'm being totally honest, I don't think Navalny is my favorite documentary of the year, but it's it is probably the most important documentary of the year. Yeah. I mean, fucking yeah. crazy. What's yeah. happening with him. That is a shame. As at, on the day oh. that Vladimir Putin and China's yeah. president Xi Jinping meet, yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, sorry, John, keep going. Weird. No, no, that's it. What you got, Dave? Um, well, I uh, I started. I went right back to the beginning, and I watched Iron Man. Nice. And dude. then I watched uh, Iron are we doing Man the Two. Oh, okay. You skipped like five movies. No, I didn't. <laughs> that's the order. Oh, we're going chronologically. Yeah. And uh, wait, 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 sequentially or chronologically? Uh, chronologically. Well, sequentially. As in not the way they were released. Um, it was either, it's it was either, it was, chronological. It's so, either yeah. Thor or Captain America okay. second, right? Um, I thought the, technically the well, first one is Captain America. Thor, the first did, one. Thor, Thor the, the, the after credit scene from Iron Man 2 is lead into Thor. So that came after that Iron Man 2. The first movie chronologically is Captain America. Is Iron Man. You just, no, it's not. It's fucking World War Two, dude. Oh, Chronos. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. So there must be an order then production order, uh, okay, release okay, order. Okay. Yeah. Um, you're right. Um, and given what I know now, uh, after that phase four, Iron Man two is a better movie. I enjoyed it more on the rewatch. Iron Man two is a better movie than Iron Man one. No, 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 it's a better movie than I remember it being. Oh, I see. Okay. Now that, oh, now that, dude, now those... that Dr. Strange and Thor love and thunder puts things liked... in perspective. That's the Mickey Rourke one, right? Level mm. of film, yes, dude. Different. The writing, yeah, it's mm. the writing. You and they wrote to get RDJ to say yes to the multiverse. No, you know what I mean. Like, no, he's wrote... a fantastic actor, and he's tied in. But if that would have been the very first script they would have given to an A-list, Oscar-nominated star, they would have been like, "It's not, it's not ready. They... The script's not ready." Didn't they cater the script to Mickey Rourke too? Because he had just come off the Wrestler when they cast him, right? So. Dave, didn't they? Because obviously, obviously, they have a character that's in the comics. I don't know. Didn't they, like, like... I, I didn't feel like it, it was it was catering to him in any way. I, I, it's it's not. It's like a pretty well written movie. When I liked you look his back character. It, it just wasn't. Barely spoke it didn't have the pizzazz and surprise Formula of Iron one, Man. Anyway, that's that's where I'm up to. Yeah, yeah dude. Fuck yeah. Nice. Have fun, dude. Are you gonna watch them all? Are you yeah, gonna I'm probably gonna go, go all the way. <laughs> there's a little bit of me whenever we watch these kinds of you know just this whole new world of superhero movies there's a little bit of me that's been thirsting for to go back and i watched the batmans not too long mm. ago i think i did rewatch those but kind of going back into the the marvel world is too good for you jeff what you've been watching okay i've seen a bunch of things um 
I'll save the best for last. I, I finally watched Where the Crawdads Sing because I read the book during the pandemic and I really liked the book. It's set in the marshes of North Carolina by the Outer Banks. And I knew based on the trailer that they turned it into a Lifetime movie and it really bummed me out that like this literally really this girl- clean, pristine, This, this girl shiny. who bro- right. broken house, <laughs> raised herself in a marsh. And not a postal voting box inside. And it, li- and it literally, <laughs> and it literally looks like um, she shops at West Elm for furniture. And uh, you know what I mean? It's like, ugh, guys, come on. She's like way too attractive and put together for this fucking girl in the Should've marsh. Should've been grittier. I mean, grit is the first step they should have added to this. But and I like the actress. But it's anyway, and I like David Strader. They just turned it into like a prison thing and flashbacks and whatever. It's I didn't love it, but I saw it. Um, and 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 I like her, Daisy Edgar James. She's gonna keep working. Great. Um, I watched. I watched the first hour of Shazam. Uh, Mandalorian season three. I'm caught up and it's getting better from the first episode. I know I had my gripe and I don't take it back. It's getting better. The only thing I'll say about the third episode, if you've seen, which is the Curasant episode where they go to the city place and it's all basically humans, is they're just fucking humans now, but they just call things differently. Like they're even saying shit like, <laughs> it's too dangerous. Sleep on it. I'll buy you a Bokaton fizzle. Oh yeah, give me a nice Bokaton fizzle. Great. And it's just like everything else is just fucking human. So like. I don't know if that's good or bad. Tongs days, am I right? It's like, okay, at least the person and at least the lady with like the parts and the droids that, you know, is friends with Mando and Baby Yoda. Like at least she has fun with it. Now they're just humans on Kurosawa. And I think that's hilarious. They might as well be. they, They are on the level they're on. Because the thing about Coruscant is it has about 160 levels to that city and all the aliens live below. Yeah, Jeff. What the fuck? Don't no no no. Don't you fucking there are, guys, Earth doesn't exist. Dude, it's uh, canon. Anyway. Yeah, whatever. And also, can somebody have a plant? Don't they like don't they like nature there? Somebody somebody have a tree inside or something. Um I feel like I watched something else that I can't remember. <laughs> I watched the Godfather <laughs> part two. <laughs> It's not a single tree on this planet. How do they breathe? It doesn't make any sense. Guys. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> wait, I watched, oh, I watched all, I, I watched the entirety of the Godfather part two. I rewatched the Godfather part two. Oh, the yeah, whole dude. thing. Guys, God, guys, it, it, it might be the, it, it might be the best movie <laughs> ever made. It's, I know. It's so good. It's all right. Not Godfather Part it's 1. It's so good. It's all right. I Fucking wanted to bring Dave. up, because I, I miss so you guys. It's so good. It's so yeah, Dave, good. Dave, you're objectively wrong, dude. So <laughs> that is a, that is a fantastic, they oh, are fantastic oh. movies. Oh, I rewatched the Howard Ashman documentary. I watched it for the first time, and then I rewatched Aladdin, because I can do whatever the fuck I want. That's why I did it. I rewatched you Aladdin. Can. It's like 80 minutes. And so I watched the Wait, Howard, the which, Howard Ashman documentary, <laughs> and I loved it. Which Aladdin? That's it. Shut up, Dave. All right. OG. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to bring up because I think you guys no, probably talked my kids, about my it. My kids love the new ones, but but no, I had to watch the original. You probably talked about it, and I missed mm-hmm. it. I just wanted to say I did finish w- w- Elizabeth. We finished The Last of Us, cool. and ah. um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really good. I I didn't know that's how the game ended. Yeah, and I assume the series is going to continue. Yep. I'm in this weird place with The Last of Us where like, it's so well done. And I think there may be a piece of the cultural zeitgeist that I don't know if it landed as hard for me as I think it may have if I had discovered it as a game player. Mm. Like there's something about the The, way it played out where I felt like those themes have been explored in these kinds of dystopian apocalyptic worlds before in movies and television. 
So I don't know if I felt like that was like, oh my God, I can't believe they did that. And I guess the show is now that it's done and that whole first season is done. I feel like most of that show has kind of lived in that place for me where like it is almost brilliant because I think if I had been able to discover that for myself, it, it would have been something else. Um, without a doubt, my favorite episode is probably the second one. And uh, Ron and the <laughs> concierge. From I mean, really, one, two, three, four. White, <laughs> White Lotus season one. Two and four. Is that two and four? No, that's three. Uh, three. That, that was the third one. I love okay, four, though. I just... I, four, four was the Kansas City one that ended with the, the people coming out of underground. Yeah. So, Still really well done. And I enjoyed, I just wanted to say that I really enjoyed the event television. We just don't get a lot, a lot of that very much anymore. Mm. And it's fun that everybody was watching that show and talking yeah. about it. And yeah. Man, they did a really good job putting it together. It's just, it's so well made. It's just, you know. Really I look, I'm looking forward to the rewatch because I know the latter, I loved four a lot because of the surprise elements of the end. And they said that they were buried under the city. So when that came up at the end with the tension and stuff, and obviously three was great and two was great. And I love one, but it's like, it's not that I don't love the rest. So I'm curious about the rewatch since it's a lot of story. And I'm going to forgive the fact that there was a giant place on fire in this isolated community that nobody seemed to and care. Nobody came out. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, I know in the game, it's different, Dave. I haven't played the game, but obviously that's where you have to kill people. Obviously. Oh, <laughs> obviously yeah, you dude, just... when I, yeah. but when I, when that... I played that hospital sequence, no one survived in that hospital. Like at, well, hospital, at, at one point, the game character ran past me and I was hiding behind something. One of the soldiers that was still alive ran past me, ran in the room. I just came out of and went, Oh my fucking God, it's a massacre. I so killed that many fucking but people I was in the even, hospital. But I wasn't even talking about the hospital. I was talking about the restaurant in the cannibal society. Yeah, that's that a little one, different. That that's, is... that's a little different. And then the hospital and even in the abandoned city, there were three different places that the game probably would have been more violent, that the show was like, oh, we're yeah. going human. And I was like, ah. And again, to, I could have gone uh, more as, violent, as much of but... a proponent as I am of what we can do with point of view in cinema, I, I would imagine that if I had been put in a position so now the gameplay is kill everybody in this hospital. I think that would have done something to me that I don't know what the show does. And Dave, I don't know if you were, in, you know, you remember what it was like to play that game. And oh yeah, my brother it was played this game and he ago. said he was super emotionally affected yeah. by it. So I don't know if like, it just didn't, I think whatever occurred when that gameplay introduced kill everybody, you were probably like, what? Oh fuck. And you started shooting. And no, you were no. like, I was like, no, it didn't introduce it. I chose to do it. I was pissed. By that point, that right, storyline well had me. It, all right, so it, it got you there and yeah. it built that up. For me, it was a little bit like, so that's what's... Ha I feel like I was able to observe it. Yeah. And I, and I, I know that in first-person gameplay, yeah. that's a totally different experience. I but agree. I'm not, I'm not harping... I feel the same I'm way, not being negative about the show, but I, can't, I guess my expectations were just so high because I had heard so much about what this show was able to do with storytelling. And I just thought it was a really wonderful example. Craig Mazin is a fucking brilliant writer and showrunner. And this is a, this might be a thing that's lost in translation between the two mediums. Mm. And they're going to start yeah. greenlighting a lot of games IP. And it's something we have to be careful about. There is something different about literally pressing the buttons yourself and watching yeah. it. Yeah. It's just inherent, and you know, I'm just excited to see how we start to navigate that. And Dave, I love seeing all of the original cast members come into these very important scenes, including oh, scenes. Oh, that was a great yeah. sequence. But there's two. So you have the Ellie, the original Ellie, but also the original Joel, who was in a scene that he wasn't in in the game. They purposely yes. put him in a scene that he was in, which I thought was really cool. And the Ellie, what was he in in the in the show? He was in the Cannibal Village. 
But he wasn't the main guy. He was no, the other was guy the, that got he was slashed. The, the, the other guy, the one that copped the axe and the neck. His, yeah. When she, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's that cool? Great, so dude. he wasn't in that team because he was in the other place. So I think that's really cool. The only thing though is, and and whatever happens in the hospital or in the abandoned city, which is I think Boulder, you got to give it. I, I I Craig May. I watched the after episode and I told you this, Dave. When Craig Mazin said in the game. After Ellie is captured, you go back to Joel. He recovers. Yeah. Obviously, penicillin works, you know, seven times faster in this game than it does in real life. Whatever. And then he goes, and then he has to rescue her. And they said they didn't want any of that. And I said, okay, that's fine. But you can't just burn down this building in this cannibal village and kill the main hero and not have consequences. And I do feel like they skirted consequences at the end, and that kind of bummed me out. Because yeah. That well, that was the thing I agreed with you on because in the game um while she's taking out the leaders he's going through the city taking out everyone else to get let's to see her. both of them yeah. and i know she's they, they're like was, we wanted to see her tattered thing. and abused and um, i was like i want to see her tattered and abused and fucking people up were, and they, having to do that yeah. in the game they weren't in a yeah. house they were in the in a mall which led to the flashback of oh that's good too the, um like the mm, that's weird good. Why, why did they but change also it? they were in a mall for i think like three months or something like he was down for like two or three months i don't know because they, they do passage of time fine you know they they, they skipped three mm. months after the kansas city thing so i don't know why they made those changes i'll have to think about it more in the rewatch but having said that we're here talking about the show that we all saw yeah. weeks ago so my fuck, last man. my last chris farley do you remember moment when pedro was shooting up that hospital i got hard vibes of boardwalk empire when richard the the cripple jack houston's character i'm so glad you continued to up. say vibes <laughs> uh, come on come on neither of you watched boardwalk empire jeff i thought you watched it i thought i did too no when he shoots up that whole giant house full of gangsters to save the girls oh man it's such a good any i don't want to give it away but hmm. it's fucking incredible Maybe i'll watch it now Cool. I play dumb when I watch movies. I love forgetting that people ruin movies before, and I'm like, oh, yeah, they ruined that movie, and I forgot when I saw it. Okay, anyway, people were running Dang over, so we got to end our episode. <laughs> we got to run this episode into the ground. I mean, we got to end it right now. Thank you so much for listening, and we hope you like, subscribe, and join us next time when we talk about fucking John Wick 4, people. Let's fucking yeah, go. The, the reviews are time. good, man. It, we are in the 90 percentile and 100 reviews. I know the reviewers don't matter at all, but that means this movie's got to be at least decent. So I'm fucking excited. John Wick 4. We're going to have a great week. time. Let's go. I Any wish we could see it together. <laughs> anything else before we go? No. Nope. See you next time, film fans. <laughs>